What do you think about those new politics? Bad. <laughs> good. Let's, let's get this good. done. Good call. I'm ready to end this. Somehow we've spent the last two podcasts starting with politics, by the way. That's we, not. Should, we should stop doing that. Yeah. 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 Somebody mentions politics, and then we're like, whoa, never mind. Whoa, whoa. Nope. <laughs> not, you see not, the no. North Korean missiles? Okay. Oh, yeah. Come on. See? Legitimate politics. <laughs> What's up, guys? Thanks so much for joining us. Welcome to the forecast, episode 32. We are a bi-weekly slash fortnightly podcast it's produced every other Thursday. Um, we love exploring and discussing new ideas in entertainment, news, games, board games, video games, uh, random things. People will text us about our podcast that we say incorrectly uh, and all kinds of other fun stuff. Um, you can follow us at facebook.com forward slash We Are The Horizon Community, or you can check us out at wearethehorizon.com. Uh, <clears throat> all of our links are going to be in our cast notes uh, from everything we talk about like normal, so uh, we're going to jump right into it. Um, well, I guys. feel like that was a specific call out to one of two people. <laughs> Maybe. Both those people being my friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have friends other than us? It's yeah, freaking weird. weird. I'm a little offended, but okay, I, fine. You should be. You should be. How come they're not be. on the cast? Wait, Brock corrects us. Uh-huh. So let's just start with this. Last week, we talked about open world games. Owen brought it up. They did? <clears throat> Who'd have thought? God dang it. I know. Uh, Brock immediately texted me the next day at like 8.45 a.m. after he'd listened to the podcast on the train and said, yeah, and Mass Effect Andromeda <laughs> is in fact not an open world game. And he linked me to an article where the producers tried to stress beforehand that it is, in fact, not an open-world game and that you should not expect that. Bullshit. Yeah, but yeah, I think that pretty crazy, much is. Because it is an open-world game. Yeah. Yo, those that's just the producers trying to lower expectations. I mean, yeah. like it. Shut their mouths. This, this is my favorite part of this. this uh, it's, a, it's a GameSpot article. And they're talking to well, uh, Gamble, and he says, I definitely wouldn't call Andromeda an open-world game. We like to use the term, quote-unquote, exploration-based game. Uh-huh. God. Yeah. <laughs> you, you still have the concept of tight story deliverance and all the great things you come to expect with Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. So they have, they have like a tight through line through the open world that has like the main story beats. And then it what, says, what are they exploring in their exploration I, game? I, I is it an open world? <laughs> this is the exploring? Best. It goes on down and he's like, the layer on top of that layer is exploration. After he's talking about the main storyline. And he goes on to say, sometimes that happens in open spaces, but not always. You know, you can cruise around some of the planets in the Nomad, but it's not the traditional sandbox type game. Really? Because those is. planets seem kind of <laughs> sandboxy. Like it's an open world game and you can go to sandboxes to do stuff. <laughs> There's That's literally a is. planet made out of sand. There's multiple <laughs> planets made out of sand. Uh, yeah, so it's not like a, like a GTA where there is one map that you go on. Sure. Like, it's more like a, 
I don't know. Like, uh, it's like um, all the GTAs, and you can go between the game. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Or like how Shadow of Mordor had like those two separate areas. Mm-hmm. Like, and they're both individual sandboxes. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know. That that all you got? You roam around an environment and pick up side quests, and then travel around the environment and search for how to complete the side quests. And then yeah, you I'm go just... back to the person and turn them in. 100% an open world game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Without a doubt. <laughs> Come at us, Brock. Okay. Just a bad <laughs> open world game. Come at us, Brock. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's all the fun stuff from last week. I didn't get any other texts. I'm positive, though, that when this releases, I will get a text <laughs> message from him with another article link to promptly something that's not GameSpot that says, Aspect and Drama is not an open world game. I just block him. That's what I always do. <laughs> Blacklist him. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, let's move on to other things uh, in in uh, entertainment and news. Um, we have several things to talk about today, um, but let's start with Alex uh, and uh, and Ridley Scott. Why don't you fill us in a bit? Um, so Ridley Scott came out and said that he's putting together just like a team directed totally at VR. So it's called RSA, um, Ridley Scott Associates. And uh, they're basically going to be working strictly and making like movie-like experiences in VR. Uh, they already put one out a while ago, not under the RSA label, but they've kind of come together and uh, as like a more permanent thing at this point. Uh, they did the Martian VR experience before, which I haven't done, but... Um, kind of interested in checking out i didn't know it existed until now uh and they're also coming uh soon with alien covenant experience you realize you're not going to be able to do that right (laughs) if it's like a thing where i don't have to put any input at all maybe it'll be okay is that literally all it is it's if you have to control the character like if i have to walk down the creepy hallway towards the scary noise then I just don't want to do that. Like, why, why would I, like, logically in my mind, why would I go towards that? But in terms of the game, the only way to progress is to do that. And it just contradicts in my brain. And then I just end up crouched in a corner. That sounds like the best game experience. So have you tried The Visitor? Because you just sit there in The Visitor. Yeah, I've that's true. Other people do The Visitor. And that was enough? Uh, I don't know. I'd probably be okay in something like that. Um, something like Dread Halls, I was dead. <laughs> I played like five minutes of Dread Halls, and that game is not even... Um, what's what's the word? Uh, Scary? 60 degree walk around. Room scale. It's not even room scale. Room scale. Mm-hmm. It's just a controller game in VR. And you're walking through these corridors. And at one point, I came up to a very rather scary statue of a gargoyle. And I was like, all right, sir, you're, you're cool. And then I, I continued died. down the hallway a little bit. And then I checked over my shoulder right quick. And the statue of the gargoyle was there. Like, it followed me down the hallway. And I was, like, taking the headset off now. <laughs> putting, putting it down right here. <laughs> I don't. This is like early on in my Rift days, and I was very worried about accidentally throwing my Rift across the room and <laughs> it after just getting it. 
Um, but yeah, and then I mean, Sam McCassey had me play through the Resident Evil Seven demo on PlayStation the other day, and with all them sitting in the room with me, I got through it. But I mean, Caleb could probably tell you how I played that game, though. Like, <laughs> I figured out there was a crouch button. I was automatically crouched the entire time. Entire time, yeah. Was uh, it also like super tensed up and just like sweating on his forehead? Not that like, bad, I don't think. Tremoring. It was a little tense, no? that's for sure. But yeah, I don't know. Like the other people there in the room helped, but it was still pretty bad. Did they hold your hand? I still had to like. <laughs> The only way to get out of the house was to walk towards where the guy had just walked to, the the bad scary guy, <laughs> and I had to do that. And then I saw like a home free run for the exit, and I just booked it. So but back yeah, to back to Ridley back Scott, to, yes, <laughs> director of things like Alien, Blade Runner, that kind of stuff. Um, really, really Blade good director. Runner. I love most of his movies. The fact that he's going to be directing more VR-related content seems legit. Does it just seem at this point that it's just going to be sort of based around his movie stuff? They're not going to do anything that's like actual physical input game? Yeah, I don't know. It just all seems kind of like experiences right now. Like you just kind mm -hmm. of go in and experience it once and then you're done. Um, Like the... Interstellar one that me and you and Abe did that one time. Oh, so freaking cool. Like, similar to that stuff. But that was also super cool because we were sitting in a chair with a headset on and the VR glasses on, and it literally felt like you're just floating through space. Yeah, they had like zero G chairs or whatever. Yeah, it was crazy. That was neat. All right, Jake. Let's All right. talk about this. Yeah. I guess. You know, I like I was going to give up an opportunity to talk about Vin Diesel. Oh, gee, Minnie. At least you're not talking about Triple X. Hey, man. Return of Xander Cage is the oh, this gee. generation's moon landing. That <laughs> <laughs> may be a little hyperbolic, but I'm sticking with it. It's definitely this generation's Triple X movie. That's true. That no way. Can no freaking way. <laughs> So I think everyone in the podcast knows this, but this past weekend I watched all of the Fast and Furious movies, having never seen any of them in preparation for Fate or Fate of the Furious, <laughs> as it may otherwise be known. And that was a magical experience. I really learned a lot about myself and family, you know? That's, I don't know if that's like a positive. Oh, it's a positive. Really? Okay. Wow. <laughs> You know, it's surprised. not every day you get to see the transformation of a group of guys who drive cars real good from DVD player thieves to international heroes <laughs> who stop World War III. That's true. Absolutely amazing. It's just stunning. Because obviously there's no one else who could possibly thwart any, any Name bad Name one other person who drives cars pretty good. You can't. Vin <laughs> Diesel and his friends. Okay, fine. That's the entire list. I didn't really realize, but the plot of those movies is just basically the triple X plot also. Yeah, actually. <laughs> Very like, similar. Like, you have to get the people that are already in the scene, or, like, people that are, are going to blend in, like, the rebels and stuff like that to help you out. Well, what if it, not even, though. They're not even like, oh, we need, like, underground racers to catch these underground racers. It's like, oh, no, 
these guys are going to steal Russia's nuclear codes. Call that guy who drives cars real good, <laughs> and he'll sort it out. <laughs> mm, okay. Yeah, it does kind of get to that point, yeah. Let's let's send these American race car drivers to Dubai they'll, for some reason. Because they're the best. Because they're family. out of one of the buildings into another freaking building. And then out of that building into a third one. Yeah, God, you didn't see that in the best trailer. Best movies. That's oh, yeah, that was, right. that was the hidden one. part that you didn't get to see in the trailers. There's a third yeah, that's building. Right. <laughs> that's how they get you. That's how you, they earn your money. So after watching all of the seven previous movies... What do you? I mean, what do you? What do you think about fate specifically? It, it was all right. I feel like they kind of let down the concept because all the trailers are like, "Ooh, what's so important that Dominic Toretto would turn his back on family?" And it's like, it, it's family. It's family again. Spoiler <laughs> alert! It's all family. Like the past two movies, it's all about family, and that's it. That's the whole plot. So that's kind plot. of shit and boring. <laughs> But you know, explosions and stuff. There are, dude, there's one like set piece, I guess, that's really, really good. Uh, does anyone care if I spoil this? Go for it. Okay. So, like, they're going after like, this day, Owen. super hacker, and she just like hacks like all the cars in New York because they're all <laughs> self driving, apparently, and she just gets them all to just ram into shit. And this goes on for like. Half an hour, and it's amazing. It's so cool. And that's when Vin Diesel does a bunch of shit. It's it's a really cool part. But other than that, yeah. it's kind of whatever. Did you cry at the end of Seven? I cry the whole movies because it's like I'm not gonna see Vin Diesel once this movie ends, and that's just depressing. But mm. I I did not actually cry at the end of Seven. When when they split the road and then they went in separate roads and yeah that, the uh, that the song Paul was playing. Tribute. Mm. You cried. You teared up, didn't you, Alex? Oh yeah, dude. Legit, <laughs> legit. I teared up in that movie. <laughs> I just it's found actually, out it's pretty sad. You know, I just found like out dead. that every time my dad watches an episode of Blue Bloods, he tears up. Wow. <laughs> I'm wow. like, Dad, what? What is going on? I don't know, son. I'm just getting emotional in my old age. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, Dad. So, all in all, it was uh, at least you got 30 minutes of... Yes. Quality movie, stuff. maybe not as good as Fast 7. Mm. Fast 7 being your favorite? Yeah. That's, that's the one where Jason mm. Statham is the bad guy. And goddamn, I love me some Jason Statham. He's such yeah. a good bad guy. I mean, he's in this one, too. But he's not the main bad guy. He plays the same person in every movie except for Crank. I don't, I'm not convinced he knows he's acting. <laughs> I think he thinks his like roles are just assignments and he just goes crazy and they film it. Hey, I mean. Could be true. When Maybe it, it works, it works. Uh, so I've been listening to, has anybody listened to Serial? Any of you guys? Yeah, I love like, it. Rice Krispies? Okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> Serial, the podcast by it's, that's done by NPR and This yep. American Life wow. about the, the murder in Baltimore of the high school student. No, none of this, Jake. Nothing. I got nothing. Okay, if you haven't listened to it, I don't know if you listen to podcasts, but you should listen to it because it's freaking good. It's amazing. 
Um, season two is pretty boring because it's about Bo Bergdahl and the guy. He's the guy who basically left, just walked off a base in Afghanistan, and then they found him five years later. Um, but they recently came out with a new podcast called Shit Town, and it is the freaking best. Excuse and basically, me. Basically, yes, exactly I don't what know I that just I've said. Ever heard you swear? This is weird. Right. Well, hey, I'm telling you. Shouldn't I'm telling you, you say what? like S word town? Well, it is also called, that's what they have it's on the front of it. It's called S-Town. S-Town. Um, it's weird because it's titled that way, but when the guy is talking about his podcast, he's like, I am such and such, and this is shit town. And you're like, okay, all right, well. So, um, I told Alex about this because Janae and I just happened to start listening to it, but um, it's basically just this guy calls up to... NPR one day and basically starts telling the story about this kid who was basically beat until he was partially was he partially brain dead? Is that what it was, Alex? He said he was murdered. Well, he was eventually murdered, but he like was in the hospital for like weeks, right? Because he had some like they kicked him in the head or something. I don't remember exactly because uh, that's just the very beginning of the podcast. Yeah, but it's- yeah, there was a fight. <laughs> like somebody got slashed in the neck, so then the other guy like beat the guy that got slashed. Into a coma, essentially. And then he died, supposedly. Yes. Okay, there we go. But this guy calls up to get them to come down and investigate, similar to how Serial does their investigation stuff. And he lives in this itty-bitty tiny little town in, in uh, Alabama. And they finally convince him to come down. But the entire podcast is basically just listening to this one guy talk. Um, and his name is John B. McElmore. And it, like... I can't even explain to you how fantastic it is to hear him just explain something. But he has a way of just kind of like, um, I don't even know how to describe how he. He has like the most regneck, like Alabaman voice that you can have. But he has like the mind of an advanced degree holder. Like he's constantly spouting science babble that you don't understand and like math and statistics about the world and he just like goes super off intelligently yes but they're all tangents they'll ask him a question and he will talk for like 15 20 minutes and he'll go on like six or eight tangents about random stuff and then come back and be like well what was the question again <laughs> anyway uh if you haven't listened to it you should take a listen so for i don't know how many i asked before but i don't know how many of you listened to serial but if you haven't listened to serial you should listen to serial season one and then you should go listen to S-Town because it's fantastic. They're really good at enticing you to listen to the next episode, too. Like, I finished the first episode and I was like, oh my gosh. Like, there was like a big revelation that happened, right? And then I finished the second episode and I was like, oh my gosh, there's another huge revelation that happened. And now I'm like halfway through the third episode. So. I just, I, I texted Alex this and the f- first response I got was like, this guy from Alabama is freaking amazing. 15 minutes in episode one, and I love him. So, for what it's worth, go check out S-Town. It's really good. Uh, let's move on to some other stuff. Let's talk about Star Wars. Uh, obviously, nothing has come out at all. Nothing new. No yeah, trailers. Nothing, nothing huge, no. Cool. No, no that was reveals. a short conversation. Yep, all right. And on to the next all right, one. So, um... Owen, since this was in blue text and you told me that everything in blue text was you, I'm not sure if this was actually you. This was 100% me. It also didn't have initials next to it. 
Yeah, I know. Okay. Are we, are we really going to do this right now? No. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Star Wars Episode Eight came out with a trailer. Excuse and... me, sir. It's called yeah, The Last Jedi. Teaser. Are you going to spoil oh, I'm sorry. it? Teaser. Uh, everybody dies. It's going to be, like, the worst. Uh, Luke's dead. Just go home. He's obviously not dead yet. He's the last Jedi. Bum, bum, bum. For, for Wait, the record, is Jedi he? is plural. The last Jedi. Is what? it, though? Jedi yes. is also singular. It's also singular. Oh, but they, gotcha there. They have already confirmed the fact that it is plural, referring to multiple Jedi. That's what just a, a trick. Who what says a that? boring title, then. We were already on The Last Jedi. Since <laughs> the first one. There were, like, three. <laughs> Now there's even more. That's so boring. You got yeah. So what confirmed that there were multiple Jedi, Owen? Oh, um, it was some rep over at Disney slash George Lucas, or not George Lucas, uh, at um, you know, Star Wars camp. Because <laughs> basically, was it Star Wars town. <laughs> I, I forget where it was, but I do recall reading that people were speculating that Jedi was plural, and then it was confirmed by Disney that they were like, yes, this is Jedi as in plural Jedi, not as in singular as in, you're going to watch Luke die. Well, maybe they only confirmed it so when Luke dies, everyone goes, oh shit, they said <laughs> Luke wouldn't die. I'm still pretty sure that Luke is probably going to die. That's gonna kill all the old characters so they can just move on. Just kill all the characters. Well, Before any more die and they the have to use more CG. The other one died in the last one, so all they got left is Luke. Yeah. Gonna kill off everybody that's old so they don't have to CG any more characters that suddenly die in the middle of filming. But it worked so well in the last movie. <laughs> yeah, man, Grand Moff Tarkin looked great. I know. <laughs> so good. Just put a couple more, like, you know, shots of Botox in his face and it looked awesome. Yeah, man, I mean, I almost never would have guessed he was actually a Muppet. <laughs> uh, that so, trailer looks good. That's my take on it. But Thanks, it, Alex. <laughs> Real glad to get your take. I like I, the fact that the trailer is mimicking the trailer from episode 7. Like they're doing a lot. Yes, they're doing a lot of the same shots and opening shots and cuts to the same things that were in episode seven. For instance, if you remember in episode seven, you have all of Poe Dameron's X-Wing squad going across the lake with all of the plume of water like kicked up behind them. And in this, you have the same shot, only it's on a desert with mining vehicles instead of X-Wings. Huh. So yeah, they're doing a lot of copycatting and nodding to other trailers and other Star Wars things because it's Star Wars and they're good at doing the whole member berries thing, but it's it's nice. I'm about it. I think this one should be really, really good. Yeah. I think they had to spend a lot of time in the last one to set up a lot of things and get a new trilogy rolling. Yep. And introduce new characters. And I think this one's just going to have a lot of crap happen. And it's going like to be this. awesome. I feel like that's exactly what you said about Mass Effect. I feel like the Ness Max Effect is going to be really awesome. They spent a lot of time developing a new storyline and new characters. No, no, no. This is, this is them developing everything. I don't remember saying this. This is bad. Pretty sure that was you. The next Mass Effect will be good. <laughs> Correct. That's what I mean. So I definitely argued against it because I was referencing 
two to three and how they threw away all the characters from two because you have to make decisions about who's going to live and who's going to die. And they couldn't use those characters in three because they didn't know which ones were alive. Ah. Kind of argued the opposite. Fine. You win. Go listen to last week's podcast. Okay, fine. I will. (laughs) All right. Uh, Has everybody in this channel actually seen the Star Wars trailer? Nope. Jake, do you like Star Wars? I saw two Star Wars trailers because for some reason when I looked up episode 8, the first link that I clicked on was not the official Star Wars trailer. So I saw something very weird and I think maybe fan-made and then I like went back and a Reddit post led me to the official 8 trailer. Yeah, I I mean, I like on occasion seeing fan-made ones, but they're literally never, ever, 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 ever accurate. Yeah, there is a fantastic fan-made Star Wars, like, mini-movie that I was watching yesterday at work, and that was actually really good. It was based on Han Solo, and it follows him on Tatooine getting the lightsaber back into the hands of Obi-Wan Kenobi. So it takes place between like three and four. And he ends up bumping into um gosh, what's his name? It's the guy from the Star Wars game on the N64, the Shadows of the Empire. I didn't have an N64. Well okay. Well it's that <laughs> character and he's there and he's the one that originally has the lightsaber for some strange reason and then Han steals it from him while playing a game of Pizak. It was awesome. It was really done. Really, really well, I feel well like done. You're, the, you're the only one here who can explain anything from any Nintendo consoles. It's true. So when you, you hear generally... that he has a Switch? What? <laughs> Bro, no. You get a not Switch, Owen. Dude. Owen's a PC gamer at heart. That's all we talk about on this podcast. Am I right? <laughs> what I hear. PC Master God. Race, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I feel like I'm just eating a lot of my own words. No, no. Never. Never. Um, well, I, I guess if you haven't seen the Star Wars Episode Eight, or sorry, Alex, I'll say this correctly. If you haven't seen Star Wars The Last Jedi trailer, go watch it. Is that better than Episode Eight? I actually prefer Episode Eight. I'm just <laughs> mad that they didn't call it that. I'm mad, that not calling, no yeah, I'm just <laughs> mad that they're not calling the new trilogy episode eight nine or seven eight nine. Mm. Uh, let's talk about the last two things in uh, in our entertainment section uh, or news section, which is the Google homepage and the 1080Ti. Chad, why don't you start? Chad. Chad. Chad died. Chad, just said, just said 1080 Ti, didn't you? No, I said Google homepage. Oh. I heard 1080 Ti. 1080 Ti. Is that better? So hey, Google homepage Easter didn't have that little fun image that it usually does. That's all I have to say. Is there a usual fun image for Easter? Yeah, Google does images for like the deaths of artists that have been gone for hundreds of years, like. They do images for everything. Why would they not do one for Easter? This isn't the first Easter they've not done. They're They're not regular. Regular. There not have do been Easter? multiple non-Easter years. 
for Google. Have, have that Caleb prove it yeah. to me. Yeah, I have to go find Wayback Machine. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, they did hide some Easter eggs. Uh, I don't get it. Ah! It's a funny joke, guys. Come on. Pick up. Pick up. Be quicker. Google snubs Easter for 17th year in a row. So there's there a, a few. <laughs> it's not exactly new. <laughs> a few years that they didn't do it. I just I mean, noticed it. What other major holidays do they do? I mean, do they do Valentine's uh, Day? George Washington's birthday? Do they do MLK Day? Do they do President's Day? Labor Day? Yeah. Memorial Day? They do those, all those? Those, at least four of those that you just said. I know MLK Day for sure. I think they would be. Never mind, I'm not going to say that. Nope. <laughs> it's probably good. Uh, I mean, I, I get. I, look at it this way. Just playing devil's advocate here. They can't literally put a page for literally every person who died on the day of that or that specific day in the year. No, but they do all sorts of weird ones, though. Yeah. And isn't, isn't it usually like. They're just this trying to died be died a hundred years ago. They're just trying today. to be like ag- agnostic towards religion, like they're not trying oh, to just like... completely like separated. Yeah, I think that's I, their whole deal. I, don't I know. think the thing about Easter is though, is even though yes, it's like a Christian holiday, it's kind of like Christmas in that it's turning secular as well because it's just Easter egg hunts and, and stuff like that, and like kids celebrate that, and so like. You know, if you have a child, you're basically going to celebrate Easter, not necessarily be because of Jesus, but because Easter eggs are fun to hide and it's fun to see joy in your children. They used to be fun to hide, but the last two Easter eggs that we did this weekend, they didn't put any freaking candy in any of the eggs. Uh, so wow. Why plastic would you want to go on an Easter egg hunt? What's even what? the point? What they put what in them? Is th- Nothing. They were literally empty. How dare you? I didn't do this. How dare you, whoever did that? <laughs> yeah. Correct. No, it's just a metaphor for life, you know? You get all excited, you find these nice things, and then it's just full of disappointment and sadness. <laughs> wow. See? Yeah. Everyone learned a lesson. You're welcome. Thanks, when Jake. I, when I used to do Easter egg hunts, there was like the regular sized eggs that would have candy in them, but then there was a couple of like really big eggs that would have like $5 in them. Ooh, Those what? were the Five really cool bucks? ones. Hey, that's pretty good Easter. I was going to say, when you're like five, that's a zillion dollars. You can buy a lot of candy with five bucks. I guess that's true. You can. I shouldn't judge five dollars so quickly. We we colored eggs this Easter. Aww. Did you like tie-dye them in a sink? Yeah, I had a little, uh, like a Star Wars little like package of like, here's your stickers and here's your dye and stuff. Alex, that's so adorable. How old are you? Chad had, I'm 25. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Chad had a best. little like emoji package and then Caitlin had one that we royally screwed up because it was supposed to be done when the eggs got boiled but they were cold by the time we did it oh. also we didn't have white eggs <laughs> yeah we had brown eggs it was really good it took wow. super long to dye them I don't know why I had to bring race into it get... but fine <laughs> <laughs> let's make this weird uh Let's uh let's jump over to 1080 Ti, Alex. What do you have to tell us now? You talk about uh, graphics cards every time we're on a podcast. I know, dude. It's important stuff to me. I bought one. Is what? really why I'm bringing it up. 
I bought the Asus 1080 Ti Strix, and really, I just wanted to talk briefly about how awesome you are. Uh, no. The what's next? You gonna do a podcast about the Switch? Yeah, dude. That's how I do. I'm gonna put my 1080 Ti in the Switch. Have some originality, Sweet. Owen. <laughs> um. <laughs> So I think we had talked some before about water cooling and that kind of stuff and water blocks mm-hmm. and the new cards and I'd said I'd probably do that. Uh, I'm not going to though. <laughs> Obviously. I'm, I'm just going to stick this card. Well, I could still put a water block on it. Um, it wouldn't be the same. Just everything I've been seeing about the cards is Pascal. The architecture is at a point where everything is super power limited. So it doesn't matter what kind of cooling you have on it on this point, they're all going to overclock to about the same point and then be power drained. Like you get just over 2000 megahertz and that's about all you can get out of anything, whether it's like 30 degrees Celsius or, or 80 degrees Celsius. So water cooling is just completely frivolous at this point for these cards. So what you're saying is I should wait till the next architecture. I think we need to wait until the next architecture to do a water cooling system. What's the next architecture called? Uh, Volta. Quiz time. I believe. Volta. So that should be coming out in probably like a year. So do you have it yet? I'm assuming not. No, it's on the way. So yeah, I just ordered one of like the ones that became available. And it'll perform about the same as any of the other ones that are of the same level, like that uh, overclocked upper tier 1080 Ti. And that's about it. So does this mean you're doing free handouts of 980 Ti's that you currently have, but you're getting rid of? I've offered them up for 200 bucks a piece, which I'm gonna is sell... like $100 less than I could get them uh, on eBay, probably. I'm wow. going to sell my two, uh, you know, oh, 780s. You? you freaking Indian giver, except you're selling it. You're not giving it away. You literally haven't even had that for six months. You're dead to me. So I told Alex the other day, I was like, yeah, if I sold my 780, Aaron would be so mad at me. Like, I can't do that. I tell you what, you sell it, then you just give me all the money when you sell it. We'll call Uh, it even. I don't know. I feel like I'll give Alex the money and I'll get a 980. Whoa, whoa. This doesn't make any sense. (laughs) I suggested like that he just give it to, to Frank. Okay, well. Because he already fine. has one, and then he, would, he could have a second one, and that's all I like Chad's doing. Oh, Chad's doing. But Frank also said he might be interested in one of my 980s, so we'll see where, where it goes. Anybody want a 980, though? Second one? Jake? Get all these offers. I can, uh, I can crossfire with it. Are you... Did you just say crossfire about a I hope Nvidia card? He just said crossfire. He just said it. I thought you mm. were a PC gamer and not a console <laughs> gamer. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> oh. <Burn. laughs> just crawl back into my hole. That's probably a good idea. Bye bye. <laughs> wow, Caleb. <laughs> bye. See ya. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> bye. Sorry. Bye. Uh, so when are you getting it? When are you getting your 1080 Ti? Um, probably two days. <sighs> Look, now Aaron's gonna buy one too. I'm not gonna buy one. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna, gonna buy two. <laughs> I'm gonna buy two of them. That's correct. Good point, Jake. Good point. Buy two of them. 
Uh, all right, let's stop talking about entertainment and news stuff uh, and jump over to games because there are like nine notes in Nintendo World from Owen and then oh, like three additional notes from... Oh, sorry. Um, well, the first two things are from you, apparently, Owen. So let's start with this. Let's start about talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Telltale. So it dropped a trailer recently, and it is showing what it's going to look like, what the gameplay is kind of going to be, the story-ish. Uh, it looks good. I'm excited for it. It's coming out in a couple weeks here. And I'm also happy that they aren't trying to somehow awkwardly fold it into the MCU. It's its own standalone story from its own standalone universe of Marvel in video games. So looks cool. I kind of get thrown off when people aren't voiced by their actual actors. But that's to be expected. Do they normally, when a Marvel video game comes out, try to make sure that it's formed and in line with the current MCU? No, but they try to keep things that are like kind of generally close. If that makes sense, like they they don't make it super in line. But when like the Lego Marvel games come out and stuff like that, they try to base those characters directly off of the ones that are in the MCU. And whereas this, they're just like, yeah, we're just basing it off the comics and not the movies. And we're not even, like, basing the story out of the comics or anything. It's just going to be its own thing. Hmm. And a lot... uh, I know you and Jake and Caleb play Telltale. Alex, you play some. Yeah. I guess Chad and I are probably the only ones who don't. Or Chad, do you play Telltale games? I played, like, one Um, episode of one game. I've I've never uh, (laughs) played a Telltale game. I've kind of played. They're pretty cool. I just can't get into the play style because you're basically watching a movie and clicking. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty much a choose your own adventure movie. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's like Goosebumps, choose your own ending, but right. oh my video God. game. Mm-hmm. Yes. Freaking what a great movie with Jack Black. So anyway, um, <laughs> the Guardians of the Galaxy Tokyo game trailer looks promising. I guess. Yes. Basically, is what you're saying. Yeah. They. It looks like it's not gonna suck. Is anybody excited for Guardians of the Galaxy to actually meet up with the rest of the Avengers? Yes. Oh, oh my yeah, gosh. Of course. It's going to be Come so on. good. I just watched, uh, I don't know if it came out recently, but I just watched, uh, like, hey, we're in production for um, Marvel or Avengers um, Infinity War. And it yes. showed, like, Chris Tom Pratt Holland. standing there with. What? What'd you say? It's Chris Pratt, Tom Holland. And yeah. um, Robert Downey Jr. I'm just super excited. I like how Tom Holland was fanboying in that. <laughs> he's when just he was... like, he's just like, I never like. I remember seeing Avengers with my friends, and now I'm in an Avengers movie playing Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm jelly. I mean, I would want to do that, although I'm not a very good actor. Yeah, I, I don't think. Awful person and human being and actor but i would you love definitely to be are an Spider-Man. awful human being i mean you should start with that one first <laughs> wow um i think owen's like become like the new who, who do we pick on before i don't even remember who we picked on before has it not always Frank? been owen 
Travis? No, before, before Owen, Travis, maybe? Mm. Did we pick on Travis? I don't think we picked on Travis. Travis is also the old photographer, so I feel like I would feel that role very we picked well. On Travis, huh? Well, Travis actually takes good photos, though. Wow! Everything I've done Ba-doom. for you. Oh, like don't what? even. Like what, what have you done for me? <laughs> nothing. Let's talk Absolutely about what I've nothing. done for you. But Gee, if man. you do need anything. Yeah, if I need anything. <laughs> you yeah, just let him know. <laughs> I appreciate it, Caleb. Uh, hey, let's talk about Mr. Shifty. It That's came out so last good. week. We talked about it a little bit. Um, I haven't played any of it. Who has played Mr. Oh Shifty gosh. and beat it? Me. Me. Wow. How is it post-beta? Very good. I think they changed the flamers. <laughs> The flame guys kill me instantly almost every time. If they get just like a little bit of flame out <laughs> and you happen to touch it, you're, you're just dead. You're dead. Mm-hmm. Instant dead. Wait, you can't use the slowdown thing if, you're, if your bar meter's full charge? Not with the flame, flame guys. Huh? No, not with the no. flame guys or the fisters. Yeah, the fisters and the flamers. <laughs> Is that literally what they're called? The fisters and the flamers? Because I mean, that's, what that's they the them. best thing ever. <laughs> I don't think that's what they're really called. I don't think that's what they're called. <laughs> I don't know. Brawlers and pyromancy girls. That game? <laughs> pyromancy girls. Pyromancy girls. That's a great name. Uh, a lot of the earlier stuff is more puzzly, where you're trying to figure out like how they want you to approach that room to to beat it. Or there's like laser grids that you have to try to like jump through specifically. Mm-hmm. And then towards the end of the game, it's just all how freaking good are you at this game. Also, how really? are you button mashing? Like, it gets to a point where there's just so many people spawning and you're just flying around the map feeling so cool. Please tell everybody. Me and then you die they... and you jump so far back to a checkpoint. Oh, like, yep. so far towards the later levels. It's bad. Please tell it's me that they bring and introduce new enemies and new weapons. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah, there's a few. Okay. Not too many. Yeah, not a bunch, but... I don't, I don't need a bunch. The game as it was, I played beta several times because it was that good. Yeah, I did too. The so, game itself is pretty short. I beat it in two hours. I don't know how it's possible that you beat it in two hours. <laughs> You're how long did it take you? It took me five hours. Oh, now we're going we're gonna to race. All More right. than double. <laughs> Next More podcast, than double the everybody's going to have to play Mr. Shifty, and the person with the fastest time is going to get one of Alex's 980 TIs. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> No, I wasn't. Yep. Caleb just wins. It. Now I gotta replay it. Yep. Caleb just now wins we... if this happens. <laughs> well, Caleb's gonna get an extra nine HDI then. I don't think you can. All right, next that. week, tune in. <laughs> We're gonna find out who did Mister Shifty the quickest. That's how did. Um. Yep. There's also like, <laughs> what was your max deaths on a level, Caleb? Twenty-two, I think, was my max deaths. Twenty-two is the highest number of deaths he had on a level. My At God. one point, I had 74 deaths on a level. <laughs> so, and that was after he redid the level because the game crashed. Who knows yeah. how many he had the first time? Yeah, That's like my negative win time. streak in uh, Binding of Isaac. Binding of Isaac, yeah. Yeah, I've gotten pretty high on those before. Mm-hmm. But you know what, though? That was the most fun level, even though it was the hardest for me to complete. That was just like, I was getting so fine-tuned at exactly where I was going in each room to murder each person. And I was like, oh, next time I just got to, you know, go up instead of down. Like, was that the level where you kept dying to the same laser over and over? 
Yeah, at a certain point, I'll the just same exact spot. Die to a laser. I would stand like flush against a wall, and then like the laser would appear around the wall. And I already, I, I always knew it was coming, but I just, just didn't move. I don't stand know. there and take it. <laughs> I had a problem. Mm. Really fun game. If you guys are actually gonna race it, can we call it Mr. Swifty? Oh. 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 How about yes. Mr. Swifty? Oh mm. no, no! I feel like that's something different. I don't think. <laughs> I, mean, I don't it think is, anyone's but... got shit on the floor. <laughs> Wait, we can just pass that. <laughs> Mr. Swifty. All right, sorry. My favorite Mr. number. Swifty. Is Swifty five? Oh wow! <laughs> also, for anyone who hasn't bought Mr. Swifty yet, don't buy it on the Switch. Buy it on anything that's not the Switch. I mean, well, the good news is we're all PC gamers here, and we don't care about consoles <laughs> at all. So. Uh, yeah. Which one of us will buy on the Switch? Yeah, as far as I know, it's no one. <laughs> would do that. Nobody. Here. I was going to buy it on the Switch until everyone told me not to, and there is many articles coming out talking about how crappy it was on it. And oh, also, and even the only they time, mentioned it. The only time you should ever buy anything on the Switch is never. But if it's also not maybe yeah, if it's Zelda. not on PC. <laughs> yeah. Oh snap. I forgot to put it in the, the notes, but Bayonetta came out on PC. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Uh, they had, like, a, on April 1st, on April Fool's Day, they had 8-bit Bayonetta go up on Steam, which is, like, a really crappy, dumb game. But if you did all the achievements for it, it unlocked, like, a link to a countdown. And then when the countdown ended, Bayonetta 1 uh, released on PC. Is it, like, an <sighs> HD update, or is it just the first one? Uh, it seems Ported. like it's just the first one. Okay. But... Just curious. They did a little bit of work to enable higher end resolutions and enable higher frame caps. Yay! At least they didn't just that. port it over and they're like, here you go. Have fun. I'm glad they did a little work on it. Which, yeah, I had the PS3 version and that was 30 frames a second at 900p and sometimes it would dip below 30 for some reason. It had some issues on PS3, so owning it on PC now is pretty awesome. An eight-year-old game. It's not like new. That. Holy cow! You're getting old, Caleb. It's true. Part of life. Um, let's move on to a couple other things we had in our games list. Uh, Alex, you put in here Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, which I think we touched briefly on last week. Um, we didn't really talk much about the game or what it was or playstyle or how big it's currently becoming, but. Right. Why don't you highlight that for us? Uh, so between then and now, I purchased it, and okay. I've played you like six a, hours of it. Purchased a lot of things between our last podcast and now. <laughs> um, that game is actually super cool. Like, pretty fun. All I want to do right now is just go play more of it. <laughs> pretty much, it's it's you start off in an airplane with a hundred other people. And the airplane just flies over this massive landmass like Arma style. And uh, you can drop out of the plane at any point and parachute down. And then you just start scavenging the, the land for weapons and equipment and stuff. And you just try to survive. And the whole time the area that you're allowed to be in without getting murdered is like getting cut down little by little. That's forcing the hundred players together more and more. Um, so far this solo. sounds exactly like what was that game chad you and i tried 
Dark Survival of the Fittest. Nope, the other one. The Culling. The Culling. The culling. So, Both of those are dumb in comparison to this. It's okay. like those, but it's actually good. Whoa, hold yeah. on. I hold agree. Back those reins. What? Here's Alex. So it's it's very streamlined. Like there's no crafting. Um, you just oh. kind of find weapons and armor and stuff. Is it just literally like like stalker equipment, like stalker Shadow of Chernobyl level? Find and pick up equipment, modify your guns. Yeah, so you're like finding a scope or something oh, you can put yes. on your gun. That does sound pretty fun. God, calm down. <laughs> I freaking you find, miss stalker. You find like a police vest that'll let you take more shots to the chest before you die, or you find like a helmet to like stop headshots from immediately killing you. Um, and then you kind of go across this open landscape. It's very large, like an Arma map. And you're going through these houses, finding more equipment, and just trying to survive. And it's very tense. And I think what they do best is that if you die, it sucks. Like, you're dead forever. So you really don't want to die. But if you do die, you can immediately launch into another game. And it loads pretty quick. And then there's about 40 seconds, and then you're into another round. How long are the rounds? They're about 30 minutes. Okay, 30 minutes. Um, if you live that long, like we've actually landed and immediately got killed because other people landed with us and we lost or like a lot of times or uh, several times recently, uh, me and Chad have played duos and we'll land and somehow Chad will get found by people and they'll kill him and then I'll sneak around and then murder those people and then just quit out because Chad died immediately and we don't want to make him sit there forever. But at least I murdered those people that killed Chad ruined their day too. Revenge. <laughs> One time I actually like hunted a guy across the map. It was pretty legit. Very predatory like style. Like and then I noticed he was facing the opposite direction trying to look at somebody else and I snuck up on him and just stinking murdered that fool. And oh, then I quit out immediately dude. after. <laughs> <laughs> like just ruin his day and then leave. In but... time for his death cam to like show you just disappearing. There's no death cam. Dang it. Oh nice. Yeah, so I do they... like that. Yeah, once you're dead, unless you have a teammate still alive, you're just kind of out. So you just quit back out to the lobby and start again. Huh. Um, so by myself, no, around, no waiting. Yeah, so by myself in singles, I've made it to sixth place one time. Chad did uh, pretty well once, right? That was I made cool. it. The How many people were playing in that one, one game? Six, nice. six players, Alex? It's 75. Uh, there's 100, no. 100 people Alex's in a map. Game. Okay. Uh, so there was 100 people in my game, and I made it to 6th place. You're trying to say there's only 7. <laughs> You're funny. Aren't I? I'm funny, aren't I? Um, one point, I just like hid in a room that I knew people were about to go search, and then when they opened the door and walked in front of me, like I was on the other side of the door, just murked that dude. Such a good feeling. I this, was... already sounds, this already sounds better than um, Ark. Yeah. Because yeah. hey, in Ark, you literally wait the same amount of time that you play in that game. It takes so long to get into a match it in those games. It takes so freaking long. It's ridiculous. And then the you start off faster, but you start off with nothing, but in this game you get stuff a lot faster. Like in Ark, you're like, let me get some sticks right quick so I can make a spear. Yeah, and then some dude's got a shotgun somehow already. Yeah, you're like, how? Because they're like Did... really good at knowing the build orders for things and what exactly materials they need to go grab for ne- the next thing and what areas of the map they can get those materials. And so if you don't have that knowledge, you're just screwed uh, in this game. I think everybody's kind of on an even playing field. 
That's nice. So is it, um, is it a randomized map? Is it the same map every it's game? The same, same map. map. Okay. Uh, all the loot's randomized. Okay, that's good. All right. Uh, it's and also how big like, is it? How big is the? How big area? is the map? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's like an armor map. It's it's super huge. Wow, that is enormous. But the rings make it feel small because it keeps decreasing. Yeah, so it must start, and you'll land wherever you land, and then like 60 seconds later, it'll say, all right, everybody has to be in this area in the next two minutes. Oh, that's cool. Okay, so it's not like a solid ring just like slowly moving in. So that ring that starts the first section is like half the size of the map. So it cuts out like half the map immediately. And then it'll say, um, you have to move to this area within this amount of time. And there's like a blue ring outside the white ring that'll start decreasing. And if you're outside mm-hmm. the blue ring, you start getting hurt over time. Okay. So at one point, me and Chad were on a boat trying to like sail around the island to get to the safe area. And we were just like getting hurt over time because the blue ring had already passed us. And we didn't, we didn't make it. But there's other times where... We were getting hurt, and we just barely made it inside the safe area, and then healed back up. So it's not like super demanding; it's a little forgiving. But you really have to start moving too, because if you just wait around and try to loot everything, you're just gonna die. Huh? It's also it... ridiculously fast selling. It's already sold over a million copies. This is an early access game, right? Yep. It's made by one of the primary modders for like one of the original Battle Royale game modes from Arma. Oh, okay. Oh, so that's why it has that very much Arma-like feel in terms of map size and Yeah, and it's got like a few features like uh you have the free look that Arma has. Um the inventory is kind of similar. Please tell me your like keyboard layout is not the same as Arma. Not exactly. It's oh. it's it's more comfortable. Oh, good. Arm is so intense. And the shooting feels good. Like, the mechanics of the game feel good. Um, cool. Let's check that out. Well, let's move on to a couple other games we have on this list. Uh, Asura and Robo Recall, both of which, both of which you added also, also, Alex. Also me, yeah. Alex, you, just, you need to stop adding things to, like, that are graphics cards and video games related. I'm sorry. Kind of branch out. I'll just let Owen add everything. That's probably a good idea, actually, for all of us. Yeah, we'll switch to a Switch podcast. <laughs> I have one thing about the Switch. God. Uh, and that was only uh, because I knew you guys would be bashing me about the Switch. We would never. How dare you? Never. We are very supporting of your decisions. Oh, and I'm so proud of you. So, Alex. Um, Asura. Robo Recall. Asura, what are they? Asura is a game that came out on Steam recently. I also bought that. Again, um, <laughs> back to buying things since last time. I figured you'd say that. Uh, yeah, it's a roguelike. Um, well, Caleb's kind of. Up. <laughs> I know, right? So Caleb saw this thing. game at PAX and wrote it off. I was so uninterested. Uh, it kind of, at, at first glance, looks like a Diablo-esque game. Like you're, you got the, like the isometric view. It's an action RPG looking type thing. Uh, but it's also a roguelike, and the layout of the game is kind of similar to Binding, where you're basically going into these individual rooms to fight whatever spawned in those rooms, and then once you clear them, you're good. And uh, there's boss rooms at the end of each like major level, 
and um, I don't know. I th- it, it's kind of interesting. It's got like combat that I like in a game that's laid out like Binding. So I'm way more into it than Binding. Ow, Binding is so good. Right. I I just I don't like the controls or the way it feels. Binding. I don't know something about the four directional shooting thing. I know it's a struggle for some people. It really is. I mean, like, left stick, left thumb, right stick, right thumb. Yeah, but you don't have analog directional shooting. If it makes you feel better, you can play with keyboard. That way you actually only have arrows. That's even worse. That's correct. (laughs) You could also just get a controller with two D-pads, you know? Ooh, there you go. What kind of controller has two D-pads? I don't know. I don't know, but I bet you I could find one. <laughs> I bet you could play it with the D-pad and then the four face buttons. Uh, you can play with the face buttons. Oh, mm-hmm. That's true. You can. Yes. That's I don't know if you can move with the D-pad, though. Hmm. Can you move with the D-pad? Uh, I'm sure you can. I don't know why you'd want to, though, because you can move like directionally. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also, you can't axes. hold down the four buttons and auto-fire, correct? Yeah, you, you can. I thought you had to click the buttons individually, unlike no, no, the analog stick. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, no, that's just know. when I have the ones that charge up so that I just yeah, use the buttons. When you so have that chocolate get... milk. Yeah, chocolate milk. There you go. So, yeah, it's it's been pretty fun. Um, I'm getting into it some. It's got, like, similar stuff where you can find loot and it'll make you stronger. And I don't know. It feels a lot like binding with combat that I like. Well, good for you, Alex. I, you still, I still don't know that yeah, Caleb would like it. I don't know. He'll, he'll have to actually play it. Yeah. It's got roguelike, so he's going he's gonna to try it. You're not wrong. I don't know, man. He hasn't played the best roguelike in existence. Which is? Which is? Uh, the roguelike where you dance over a sick beat the whole time. Oh, Crypt I of played, the Necrodancer. I played that. <laughs> yeah. actually. Oh, did you? A tiny, tiny bit. Wow. <laughs> out you of didn't tell me. It was out of someone's library. And probably I just, mine. Yeah, I don't think anyone else here owns it. Chad does. I do. Chad and it's I a really oh, fun game. It's fun. It's crazy fun. I enjoy that game. I need to play some more of it. What you need to do is get a DDR dance pad and fucking rock <laughs> that shit. Yeah. No. Oh, you know what? I bet they still have, I bet mom and dad still have that DDR dance pad. Yeah, the one that plugs into PS2. We could totally figure it out. <laughs> what, you don't play it on PS2? <laughs> I also, have one of those. Where is Tim so we can talk about all the great games that he plays, like Tiger Woods PGA Tour 2005? <laughs> this would be totally up his alley. That's the a, one you zeroed in on? Not American Truck Simulator? There it well, is. Well, <laughs> also American Truck Simulator. It just blew my mind that he was playing a game from 2005 that's a Tiger Woods golfing simulator game <laughs> on the PS2. It wasn't even like on his uh, PC because he's a PC guy. No, it was on a PS2. I thought it was emulated on his PC. Pretty sure That's possible. He was play- pretty sure he was playing on an actual PS2, but I could be wrong. Either way, uh, what is? Let's move on. Uh, Robo Recall. Tell me about this one. So it's or a VR us. game. Um, it. Let me guess. You got you it for this free. One? I did not oh. buy it. <laughs> You got it for free with the touch, except for it didn't come out when the touch launched, so I forgot about it. Uh, it came out a while ago, and I just played it over the weekend finally, and it is actually super fun. Um, it's got witty writing, and it's basically a shooter that's kind of like iRobot style, like all the robots have turned, 
and have gone rogue and you're like recalling all of the robots you work for the robot company and you're just you're shooting all the robots to recall them because they've is all this, gone is this like rogue. a hence the name robo recall yes um but the gameplay is actually super fun the the weapons feel good uh all the robots have like handles and stuff on them to where you can grab them and like rip body parts off of them and beat them with them and then like throw them at other robots and stuff that's kind of (laughs) gruesome but they're robots so it's fine oh the game tells you they're robots if the (laughs) twist at the end isn't that they're like children you know, oh, no gosh. sale. Ooh. You take the VR off and then you see that the robots are actually people. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's that's dark, Jake. I'm just saying, that's what's going to happen. Alex is going to be very sad. It's, I still it's, think the end of that Kimmy game would have been fantastic if it would have had to turn out like that. <laughs> oh, my God. Did Seriously, anyone actually though. play it to the end? No. no. How could you? I tried so <laughs> hard. It is <laughs> I played it for like two hours. And oh, that was God. that was all I could manage. It's I figured it would I only be died. a two-hour game. Mm-mm. But yeah, it's made by Epic Games. Um, it looks really good. It's really well polished. You can do some crazy things in it, like uh, when the robots are shooting at you, the bullets kind of come at you in slow motion, and then you can grab them out of the air and throw them back at the robots. So it's like hot. the coolest thing. <laughs> I mean. You can't throw the bullets back in Super Hot, but kind of, yeah. Also, I got my dad to play Super Hot this weekend, and he, he was got ridiculous. Super hot. Was he good? I mean, was he actually? He was not good, but he was very into it. Caleb can tell you he was very into it. <laughs> okay, you're making it sound really creepy, so someone's got to not, explain not it. Not like a creepy way. I don't know. I'm getting was, a creepy. I could just very, hear him shouting nonstop about the game. Oh, he was so into it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Alex, I have a couple questions about Robo Recall. Sure. So I've heard it's very repetitive and gets boring fast. Is that accurate? Um, I don't know that I've played enough that I can say if it gets repetitive and boring. Okay, okay. And where did you get your key? We're trying to find our keys at work. (laughs) Oh, really? It just showed up in my library, I think. Hmm. Okay. Unless they gave me a key a while ago and I redeemed it and I forgot about it. I was assuming that's what happened, but I haven't actually looked it up. That's all. So my one question is actually more to do with uh Super Hot and your dad. Yeah. Was he like Chad level of being in VR? Like when he's playing Hollow Point? Um, and he's he like wasn't rolling, rolling around, around on the ground. Okay. But he is very active. He is jumping around. One time he ripped the HDMI out of, <laughs> of the link box. Okay. I mean, Chad's done that plenty of times. So, I mean, um, like father, like son. That makes yeah. sense. He, I've kept on thinking he was going to punch a wall because he was getting very close to do that. And he was just mostly yelling a lot constantly. <laughs> there was a lot of yelling. I can confirm. <laughs> like, what is the yelling? Oh, is like it like he, his typical, like, would yell I'm playing ping like, pong yelling? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Stuff. You got it. Oh, take yeah. that, buddy. Yeah, a lot of that. Yeah. I'm still getting a creepy vibe. He's like, <laughs> oh, in the face. Like, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Not helping, not helping me. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah, I like that. <laughs> this is getting kinky. <laughs> Actually, yes. Like, everything he said could have been misconstrued. Oh, yeah, I guess if you close your eyes and you just listen to him, you'd probably be real confused about what's actually going on. Uh, Dad? Dad? What was the Uh, thing Frank said that he always said every time? 
Lookout? Not like a lookout there. <laughs> That's what it is. Lookout. He said that nonstop. That's not when he's like excited. That's like when somebody tells him something. Oh, it's more like lookout. Okay, that's when he's excited. But the one that Frank <laughs> oh, that's always the says, lookout. the one that Frank always loves is when somebody's like, "Oh, did you know such and such?" And my dad's like, "Look out!" Um, did we ever let's... post that song? No, but you know what? We need today to post that song day, on our, our today. Uh, today is the day. We're gonna put it on the podcast in our link. So there's an app called Auto Rap. And I uh showed it to Aaron the other day. Like a while ago actually. Uh and told him to say something random. And so he said, uh, Alex is the worst Dota play I've ever seen, to which Caitlin started laughing. And then he said <clears throat> and before I saw Chad or something. So those two lines are in the song, but that's not what it makes it, man. The laugh makes it. The laugh? It's like perfect. It's like I'm doing the verses and then she's doing like the reprise, the very end of the verse. It is perfect. We couldn't have, I mean, we, there's no way we could have done that just on our own. Just been like, all right, here's what we should do. No. I mean, fantastic. We'll post it. We'll post it. Uh, so let's talk about the last couple things in here. Um, the Wave VR, Alex, please finish talking about all your crap. <laughs> Wait, uh, also, did you buy this? This is free on Steam. Okay. But you Can't would have confirm. bought it. This is a new, I don't know what you call this, VR experience, I guess. Not really a game. Um, the guys that are making it are essentially trying to do like live edm performances but in vr so they will have they'll put up dates and times and they'll have like a live dj play and it's this this social vr space where there's a live dj on stage and there's like tons of trippy visuals and everything and it's like a vr party for everybody that logs in at that time everybody says it's incredible and it's like their favorite experience on the vibe so far that sounds cool um but i found out about it like an hour after the last one ended and the next one's not until wednesday so i haven't actually got to try it yet but it sounds super awesome one of the steam reviews a stranger gave me drugs it was great (laughs) well (laughs) okay then it does sound like an edm concert yeah gonna say that sounds like a typical edm show that i'm at um I guess we'll, we'll follow move back on to or, Owen. Back up on that. You don't have to <sighs> make it sound so sad. All right, Owen. Talk about the Switch. Uh, all right. Another stuff. So the Switch <laughs> is now, number-wise, the best-selling console for Nintendo of all time. You think that could be, like, just because there's more people that exist on planet Earth now? Uh, not by a lot, though. That can buy consoles now. Perhaps. You have to you have to clarify this because there's no way they've sold more than they've sold Wii's. They sold like over a hundred million Wii's. So is it like the fastest selling, or like the most they sold in a certain time period, or what? Well, sure, it's fastest selling. If you look at the link that is provided, Nintendo's fastest selling console. So there, okay. you go, fastest. Selling. You just you just said like they sold <laughs> right. the most of it. 
<laughs> well, it's and fast it was confusing. selling. It's super awesome. Also, for some very odd reason, the Breath of the Wild on the Switch, not Breath of the Wild across the board, but specifically on the Switch, has outsold the Switch. Well. Which means, for some very strange reason... No, People I know have what it is. Multiple copies nah. of the See, uh, there's the a lot of birthdays in April, and people are just everybody knows people want Zelda and Call of the Wild, and so they're just like, "All right, we're gonna." I'll just tell you the real reason everyone. why this is a thing. Okay, and I, I tried. I tried. What you know it? <laughs> I know it. I'm listening. Like Alex. it's probably not. It's probably the case. <laughs> Wait, you know it, or it's probably the case? Because there's probably a real the big difference between those he two. He knows that it's I'm probably like the case. I'm <laughs> like 99% sure. 100% sure? or Like 99.999% sure this is the reason why it's yeah, outsold the Switch. There's an emulator called CEMU that can run Wii U games. And it can run other stuff. And people are trying to buy the game to support it, even though they're just downloading it. Hmm. Mm. So even though they can't, you can't actually use the disc, but people feel bad. And I've seen this said on a lot of forums that they went out and bought it, even though they can't use the game in any actual meaningful way. But but they want to be able to use it in the emulator without feeling bad about stealing it. So they buy the little cartridge that basically has no real way to right. be read. They okay. can't use discs. What? They can't use the cartridges. They can't do anything with it in the emulator. But I've seen people saying that they want to support Zelda because the game's so amazing. So they go out and buy the game anyway. Wait a second. Do Nintendo Wait, console players have a conscience? Well, they're not Nintendo console players. Otherwise, they would play it on the console, right? Ah, yeah. Valid. <laughs> Thanks, valid. Kate. Does it actually uh, run well on the emulator? It's not uh, fully Caleb? ready yet. Because I want to know. <laughs> asking for a friend. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Last it's, I to know. Last I heard about the Breath of the Wild emulator is that it is working, but at like ten frames a second. Sounds good. Yeah, to me. So yeah who needs more than that? <laughs> totally playable. It's progressing pretty quick. They're, the guys that make the emulator, the emulator is closed source, and they have a Patreon. Oh. And their Patreon, since the Switch and since Zelda has come out, has skyrocketed. Like they're making so much money right now. So they're putting like all their efforts into getting Breath of the Wild running. Isn't that like super illegal? Probably. It's uh it's sketchy to say the least. No, it's almost certainly illegal. <laughs> like most likely. But sketchy I don't know. would be like if they were doing it for like I don't know, Earthbound. Yeah. Like a game that's ancient. This game just came out. Also, yeah. Related note, how many saves can you have on a single cartridge? Uh, you have multiple saves. Okay. I don't know the exact number, but I have at least two manual saves and a crap ton of auto saves that are rotating. Okay, because I figured if it worked like old cartridges where maybe you can only have like one save, like if I wanted to play it and I had like a brother wanted to play it or whatever, yeah, that could be the case. we each get one and it just works out like that. Well, it's multiple uh, and it's multiple per account. Because one of my mm. friends has a account on my Switch for when she comes over and plays Zelda. That's what she does. Yes, yes, she does. That's all she does. She sits there, plays Zelda. I cook food. We hang out a little bit. She then goes home. That's it. 
And if you're listening, hi, Megan. So. Oh, I'm sure she doesn't <laughs> listen to this. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> She's got things to do. <laughs> She's got a lot better things to do. Um, so, yeah, and that's... That's it for the Switch side of things. Well, almost oh, for the Switch side of things. <laughs> so Never for the Switch side of things. Never. So Nintendo Direct, uh, there's a Nintendo Direct thing. Basically, games are coming. ARMS is the next big thing that's really coming out. The rehash of Mario Kart will be out later this month. So you'll see Mario Kart come out again, which is basically just a port. But I'm fine with that. Because didn't buy the Wii U, so I get to play the Wii U version of it on the Switch. Uh, also, after the Direct happened, they mentioned the fact that they are discontinuing the Nintendo Classic after only having it on the market for six months. Which no one could really understand why, because it was selling really well, and all of a sudden they just kind of pulled the plug on it, even though there was some design flaws with it. Uh, and most people are believing that the reason that they're doing that is because the Nintendo Switch is soon to start using its virtual store. And once the the uh, virtual emulator that they have is up, you'll be able to play all of the stuff from Nintendo Classic on the Switch. Is it just Nintendo Classic or can you play anything from other past consoles? NES, SNES, Game Boy... There is N64, and there is rumor, this is, this is complete speculation, but there is rumor that it will also do GameCube. Bum, bum, bum. And the entire reason I bought one of, like, one of the main reasons I bought this is if I could do GameCube things. Because that was the rumor of when it came out, and I believe in that rumor, and I what are you gonna really do? Go hope I'm right. Resident Evil 4 again? I tried Prime, dude. Metroid Prime, mm. Luigi's Super Mansion, Mario, Luigi's Mansion. Oh, Metroid Prime. Oh, how yeah. did I forget? I'm such a terrible That's person. Like Super Smash Bros. Melee. Game. Okay, that too. <laughs> That's the GameCube Luigi's game. Luigi's Mansion right. also, though. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Who needs Mario uh, Kart 8 when you can just do Double Dash? I think Dude. we're also forgetting the best GameCube game, Star Fox Adventure. No. Star Fox Adventure was good. <laughs> it was a great game. Classic. I loved it. No. Is it more classic than Star Fox 64? Yep. No. Mm -hmm. No. Because no. <laughs> you know what Star Fox 64 needed? Dinosaurs. No. And hats. Yep. And, and, and very oh. little actually being in space. A Star Fox. Yeah. As we all know, games are better with hats. It's so true, though. But, gotta say... Uh, what's her name that they added into Star Fox Adventures? The female fox? Uh, Crystal. Ah, Crystal. <laughs> Thank you very much. How could Boom. I forget such a hottie's name? I do Crystal. not know. Crystal was a good character. I liked her. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why she's not in any of the smashes. I feel like that would be a like Like, keep Star Fox's moves, just have her as a skin. I feel like that'd be an in interesting and easy thing for them to do. Yeah, that'd work. Yeah. I don't know. They already have Fox three separate times between Fox, <laughs> Falco, and Wolf. I don't think we need a fourth <laughs> version of the same move set. No, it's, no, it's it's not even it's not even like a different character. It's just basically how like you go through the their custom colors to play like Dark Link, 
It's just um, that. Is you just flick over the colors until you become a female. The, the pink like, one is, is the female one. Yeah. I don't know, though. That suggests Fox and Crystal are the same character. <laughs> which is weird. Maybe they are. Yeah. Oh, my God. How do you God. know? How do you know? Dun, dun, I, dun. I don't. I haven't even played Star Fox Adventure. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> this is going to tell you how much I haven't played Nintendo consoles. Yeah. Dark Link and Dark Link are not the same character, are they? No, no. sir. Okay, so question. one is well, dark, one is not. Well, he just said that that would, make, that would uh, make it sound like that Fox and Crystal were the same character, but can't you select? Oh, I guess Dark Link is actually a different character, isn't he? No? No. No, no. 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 he's See? just okay. a skin. Yep. Was he not a character in a game? He is a mini-boss that you fight in a game. I guess he's not a main character then, okay. Yeah. Still a separate thing. It is still a separate thing? Yeah. I'd say it's a separate thing. A better example is Peach has a daisy skin. Yeah, there you go. I know it's against my own argument, (laughs) but that does exist. Thanks thanks for helping us. Yeah. I'm just playing devil's advocate against myself. It's fine. And who's the guy with the, like, spinny wheel that flies with the wings? What's his name? Pit. Pit. Isn't there a dark Spinny pit also? wheel? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? I don't he know the name his of his sword stuff. really fast. I think. Oh, okay. I don't know. He it does. Like yes. talking about. It looked like it was a ninja wheel. star that was just constantly spinning. A ninja star? Are we star? playing the same game? Hello? <laughs> do you also, I, do you know what a ninja star is? <laughs> yeah, like a really large ninja star. Like a like multiple size? Synth size. Oh yeah. my god. What? Are, <laughs> are you even saying? Are we talking I don't about know. Super Smash? I don't know. I think it's time to go. I think it's time to go. Kagabushi oh, Nojutsu. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Alex. That's what I was So, yeah, too, that's actually. everything in the Nintendo the cam. Windmill. Uh, look out for Mario Kart. Look out for ARMS. ARMS is super fun. You'll enjoy it. I saw I, it played at PAX. It looks neat. It was neat to play. I did really enjoy playing it. I definitely will buy it at some point. I don't know if I will buy it right off of the bat. No, I won't. The only thing I fear about ARMS is basically how much of a learning curve there is to it and how i know that people that buy that game early will have all of the ways to like curve your punches around uh, like people trying to block and stuff like that and then it'll just be really like one-sided when you play against your friends because one person has practiced one person has not and you know who will win that fight Um, real quick before we wrap this up, you had listed also in here Star Wars Battlefront 2. Yes, there's a lot of cool stuff that was mentioned about Star Wars Battlefront 2. Um, one of which is, A, the trailer came out, and it is all campaign-centric, and they're just like, look, there's a campaign in this one, because we kind of fucked up the last one, so look, campaign, campaign, and not only is it actually looking like a decent campaign, because it follows the empire after the events of episode six and into episode seven so i like that there's going to be a canon bridge there for you to play um the entire campaign is written by mitchell dyer who's an ex-ign writer and walt williams who wrote the uh spec ops the line and i have heard a lot of good things about the story from spec ops the line that's good Uh, yeah I never played it, but I heard a lot of good things about it. I heard, like, I've read about the plot extensively, and it was an amazing thing. And so the fact that Walt Williams is working on this, 
I'm very excited about because I feel like there's going to be a lot of good story into this campaign. The other cool thing about the Star Wars Battlefront 2 is that EA may have shoved a giant foot in their mouth because they kind of, after it, after they announced it, they were like, oh yeah, by the way, there's no season uh, pass DLC. Which then everyone went, why the fuck is there no season pass? We know there's going to be DLC and you're going to make us pay for it because you're EA and you're evil. And now you're making it even more expensive. But the interesting thing about it was that instead of that actually being the case, it looks like from their responses back to that is that the way that they did DLC in Battlefront, it split their user base up because basically if you wanted to do a game type, you would do that game type, but then it would go to the lowest denominator of things. So like if you didn't buy one of the maps, then you got put into a different pool of people that were playing the other game types that don't have that map. And if so, if you never bought in the DLC, you are part of a smaller group of people that are playing the core maps, whereas everyone else is in a larger pool that includes the newer ones, like uh, basically playing servers that have all of the maps on it. Pretty common issue in shooters that it is. seems to be they're taking more of the maps or free approach and newer stuff like uh, another EA game that came out not too long ago, Titanfall 2. Same thing. They had no um, paid map DLC. Like everybody gets the maps. And I think the only thing like cosmetics is, and stuff. Yeah, the only thing premium there is cosmetics. That's that's what it looks like. Is they mentioned that same thing as that we're not trying to split our player base as we did in the previous game. And because of that, and because of Titanfall, it seems like yes, there's no good, not going to be a season pass DLC. That's because all of the maps are going to be free, and any of the DLC that you're actually going to buy will be like skins and stuff like that. So maybe EA is becoming less evil. Uh-uh. No, cannot say that. <laughs> Never used to the same thing too, and they're not even EA. Uh, Gears Four has the maps come out in a rotation at least um, for everybody, and then if you want to play private custom games with the maps, you have to buy them. But otherwise, if you're playing like regular matchmaking, they're all available. I like that. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, how much do we want to bet on there's a secret second campaign for the Rebellion side? <laughs> Ooh, that would be fun. I'd like, be about it. Having the only campaign be Empire side, it's a bold move. Because I feel like lowest common denominator is like you want to be on the good guys team right have, have you played the, the first guys, didn't it? uh battlefront 2 <laughs> yeah because you play is only the empire <laughs> yeah, yeah spoiler no, alert. but but that was before ea owned them and they wanted to appeal to everybody and ea is very lowest common denominator like that's fair yeah well we'll see i'm excited for it because if they learn happen, from all of the mistakes cool. of the last battlefront go for it they had the right idea with the first Battlefront. They just messed all of it up. Yeah, so, it'll, it'll, I'll probably buy it. I'm not sure they had the right idea. <laughs> Their idea was, let's make the game we already made and then reskin it. Oh my gosh. In my mm. opinion. <laughs> we had so many arguments this, about this when this game came out, but it completely doesn't play like Battlefield at all. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> all the guns feel nothing like Battlefield. 
the time to death feels nothing like battlefield yeah uh, and count moment did you to see action feels nothing like battlefield they shoot lasers <laughs> yeah battlefield shoots space. bullets totally did, different. did you ever look at battlefield one because the the bullets actually look just like the lasers in battlefront <laughs> like a lot of them look really similar it's strange I actually have to say, when I was doing the demo for Battlefield 1, I was getting a lot of flashbacks to uh, playing Battlefront. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm impressed that EA has announced, released, and announced a sequel to uh, Star Wars games in the time that they've announced that they were working on that Star Wars action game and done nothing like in the public <laughs> eye with it. They had eight seconds of footage at last year's E3. Literally eight seconds. It was in like a reel of a whole bunch of other games. There was like a flash of their new action, like Star Wars RPG game for eight seconds where a guy walked out of a door and looked up and saw a spaceship. Well, hey, so. I mean, it's uh, at least their stuff coming out of the Star Wars video game camp. And that's nice. I really want that game because that's the game that that basically took over the project from 1313. Mm-hmm. That one looked awesome. Oh, looked I'm so, so good. sad 1313 got cut. So hopefully they took some of those ideas. Also, also just just for anybody out there, we're just putting putting this to bed. There's not going to be another KOTOR. So stop trying to make KOTOR happen. That could make another one. Well, like every oh, gosh. every year, <laughs> I, I, I would be it. I'd be one hundred percent happy with it happening. I would support it one hundred percent. I like it. It's just the fact that every goddamn year, there's a bunch of articles that pop up because they go, "Look, evidence! They're actually making another Kotor," and then everyone has to come out and just be like, "No, it's not actually evidence. Like, we just have like a demo thing that we were messing around with. This isn't Kotor. This is a different Star Wars game. Everybody, calm down." And then a year goes by and it happens again. It's just stop until it actually is physically in my hand. I will not believe anything about rumored KOTOR actually being made. Do you what? buy physical games? It's the EA Half-Life 3. You, you actually right. buy physical games and then install them on your computer? No, but I will buy <laughs> physically KOTOR 3 so I make sure it's real. What if that other Star Wars game is... KOTOR. Get Stop the it! Fuck out! <laughs> Stop it! That's it! It's supposed to be I like an action RPG-esque thing. Maybe they just swing a little Stop bit more it. RPG into Stop it. it. No. No. Stop it. No. Hey, on that note, thanks so much for joining us. We're going to wrap it up. Thanks, guys. Uh, we appreciate you uh, tuning in and checking us out. Tune in next week uh, to see who gets Alex's 980 Ti in our Mr. Swifty race. Or um, don't. You and can't we tell you how to live your life. Oh, I can tell you how to live your life. No, I can't. You're right. All right. See you next week. Bye. This week's podcast was produced by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Chad McCoslin, Jake John Fetterkyle, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amair, A-M-A-I-R, or some of you know him, Andrew Real. 
You can check out his music at www.soundcloud.com forward slash Amer or on Spotify. Also, this week's podcast was brought to you by Reclaim Industrial, a small but amazing shop of makers, fabricators, and designers based out of Bluemont, Virginia. You can check them out at www.reclaimindustrial with an e.com or you can check out their Instagram. Also, you can check out our website at www.wearethehorizon.com for other video content and some free stuff. Until next time, this has been The Forecast.